It's time for everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that this iconic soap teaches us every weekday. 60 years and going. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH fans, current, former, and those coming back to us after 30, 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> this is Caddy Carroll, and I am so glad you could join us today for everything you need to know in life. You can learn from General Hospital. And we've had an exciting week on General Hospital. Some things have been resolved. Some things cracked back open and left on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and this is the week of October 1st already. Fall is here, people. Love it. But we'll get right into it. Number one, never beat yourself up with gratuitous guilt. Never. In most cases, as is the case with Carly, feeling guilty for Drew getting involved with her and getting into her world and his sentence at Pentonville and getting beat up, it's not your fault. And it is something out of your control. Carly was not a great financial steward in respect to her insider trading stock purchase. But you cannot jump from that to Drew going to prison and getting beaten to an, within an inch of his life, especially as women. We really take on too much guilt. First off, let's replace the word sorry, right, from our normal vocabulary. Now, I'm not saying don't say it when you have truly wronged someone and you're truly apologizing. But just in the day to day, notice this week how many times you say sorry like, you know, you bump into somebody or there's just so many situations where we need to replace it with other terms. Like you could just say, excuse me, if you run into someone or channel your inner Carly Corinthos and say, watch it. <laughs> Seriously, though, we as women need to change our outlook and stop being the first to take blame for little daily mishaps, issues at work or the big stuff like Carly's doing. If you were late, maybe try, I appreciate your patience or thanks for waiting. If you work in a customer service role, these are great phrases to use as well. If someone is asking you to do something you can't or don't want to do, use, I'm afraid I can't do that. Or I'm afraid I can't share that information with you. Thank you goes a long way as well. Thank you for the invite, but I'm afraid I can't make it to your party. Once we stop taking on ownership for little day-to-day -day happenings that we have no control over. They are not our fault. And stop feeling sorry for wanting to do what we want to do and not go to every party or event folks want us to. Thank you for thinking of me, but I have an empire to build. Mm -hmm, yep. This ownership of refusing to feel guilt and stopping the acquiescence to giving away our power will start to change us and turns on that light to our full strength. And when something like Drew's incarceration and imprisonment happens, we know it is not Carly's fault. It's Nina's. Now, <laughs> it was actually the result of many events, right, and decisions that were made, including Drew's decision to plead guilty that led to the terrible sentence it was handed down, but also the not really reformed Cyrus Renault, who even fooled me, but he's the one who called for Drew to be beaten up in prison. So Carly, stop feeling guilty and take action. 
So let's all stop saying sorry this week and have folks watch out for our new power. Yes. (laughs) All right. Number two. It's just things, people. Anna was speaking to this as she and Portia were chatting and trying to clear the air between them in light of Curtis being shot and Portia thinking the bullet was meant for Anna or possibly Sunny. She's not sure, but we don't know yet. Anna lost most of her things in the house fire that possibly Charlotte set. We don't know that yet either, but we know she is playing with tarot cards from Victor Cassidyne. So we know it can't be good. Who knows what sort of Cassidyne curse is involved with that, right? And oh, by the way, Charlotte, your dad has a longer string of misdeeds than Anna even comes close to. So do you really want to go down that road here? Uh Uh-huh. Down memory lane? Yeah. (sighs) Oh, but. We seem to get reminded that things are just things every so often. And now with global warming, more often we have fires, floods, monsoon type events we never used to have. And we get reminded, but then we forget, right? Shopping is so fun and we love it. And we fill up our spaces with things again. Then the wildfires happen in Maui or Louisville, Colorado or Colorado Springs. And then we're like, oh, my God, why do I have credit card debt from buying things that could be gone in an instant? Anna realizes this. And she has survived so much in her life. Attempted assassinations, faking her death, being a double agent. (laughs) She feels lucky to be alive. And I love Susie Orman saying, people first, then money, then things. It is just perfect. And is a saying we can remember, right? People first, then money, then things. So hopefully we don't have to keep relearning this lesson every time there is, you know, a horrific weather event. I love the minimalism movement that has been afoot the past decade or so. And of course, Marie Kondo, everyone knows her. She's the queen. She is. And I also like a book. It was called Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life. It's by Joshua Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And I read it a few years ago. And I remember now I'm like, yeah, this makes so much sense, right? They have all these things, they work crazy hours. And they realize this, why? Why do we have all these things? It's when one of the authors, his mom died. And she had all these things down in Florida, he was gonna have to pay to move back up to I believe he lived in Canada. And I was like, and he's like, this is crazy. I'm just selling all this stuff, right? And it is a learned life for sure. But it can make us so much happier. Maybe we will see Anna now pursue this minimalist life and help all of Port Charles do better, not worshiping things. The book Minimalism I referenced, it didn't just deal with the decluttering, but with the emotional toll of not living in purpose and pursuing a big job and expensive lifestyle because that is what society values, right? So before you go on your next spending spree (laughs) or choose the Cadillac over the Chevy, remember Anna's wise words. They are just things, people. And can we please get Susie Ormond to do a cameo on GH? Yes, I think it would be great. ABC, get her in there, a little cameo, a little counseling for Carly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> All right. Number three, emotional and physical abuse is a serious problem still in our society for women, especially women. 
And we all need to keep an eye out for the links of the world, yes. Blaze and Brooklyn were talking about their past history with Link, taking advantage of both of them. Blaze is in a support group, which is so essential for recovery. And Brooklyn, played by Amanda Sutton, most recently, a couple other actresses have played her before, she was sexually harassed by Link throughout her time as his client, as was Blaze. Brooklyn finally did the right thing at the nurse's ball and helped expose Link for the scumbag he was, and Blaze was able to get free of him. PTSD from these situations is real, though, and both these gorgeous ladies will need continued therapy. Christina, as well, was abused by her teenage boyfriend, Kiefer. Do you remember Kiefer? And still has the emotional scars. If you know someone who is suffering or you yourself are a victim of emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, get help. The Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And this has been highlighted many times on GH. And online, you can find it at thehotline.org. Most states and cities have additional resources, and there are many community organizations who offer safe housing for women and families. And if folks need to search covertly, the library is a great resource where someone who is in an abusive situation can get on as a guest online and be able to look for help. No one should ever feel like less than for finding themselves in these situations as well. If the strong women of Port Charles, Christina, Brooklyn, and Blaze, can fall victim to an abuser, anyone can. So let's all look out for each other. Yeah. Okay, number four, our fashion alert. <laughs> Brooklyn's pink blazer. It is actually a J. Crew pink Dover blazer, and I love it. I could not find the exact match on the J. Crew website, but in keeping with our minimalizing, there was a used one worn once, it says, on eBay. And there was a similar one, the Regent Blazer in hot pink on the J. Crew website. Not cheap, though, $228. I guess I haven't shopped J. Crew in a decade or so. They definitely are not the deal they used to be. But you only need a few great blazers. <laughs> they had these sweater blazers on there as well. That looked pretty cool. Remember, we only need a few great items for our wardrobe. And I haven't tried this yet, but the services like Rent the Runway might be great to try with our mission of accumulating less things. And Stitch Fix is another. And I wonder if we could say, I want to dress like Carly Corinthos or Olivia Falconeri for a subscription. If anyone has tried it, let me know, please. And we can talk about it on the podcast. It might be worth a try. In the meantime, let's all make sure we have a few great blazers like Brooklyn's. <laughs> all right. Number five, you are allowed to be disappointed when things don't work out, pissed off even, and throw things. Jocelyn Jacks. Spencer Corinthos <laughs> said these wise words to Trina after Spencer canceled Trina's romantic weekend to New York City. A little manipulation from Esme, possibly? Uh, we're not sure if she showed him the email from the daycare, hmm, where they said Ace might have been exposed to chicken pox. My caveat to Jocelyn's advice, though, is get it out. Give yourself a certain amount of time to feel bad and then move on. 
Don't wallow, people. We have empires to build and a world to save. Now, afterwards, the trip got uncanceled. So Trina was elated, of course. But she had that moment, and that's good. Go to some axe throwing, right? I still haven't done it. I I promise. I'm going to do it in the next couple weeks. I got to try the axe throwing. And or lift weights, kickboxing, or whatever you need to do to expel that sadness and disappointment and anger and then get back to work. Don't let setbacks derail you. Think of Trina and all she has to work for. Art career, college, getting to know her dad. When Spencer breaks her heart, oh, and you know he will, when he gets manipulated by Esme again. Because she is faking the amnesia people. I'm telling you, she's faking it. She needs to not let her empire building take too long of a break. Come on, Trina. And if you have faced a setback, take a page from Trina's playbook, get the disappointment out, and then move onwards and upwards, people. All right. Number six. Be like Dante and Sam. Do the right thing and don't sit on the sidelines when someone needs help. The recent tragedy of Sasha getting committed to Ferncliff and Gladys and Dr. Montague conspiring to keep her committed and drugged, it has brought light to how Sam and Dante have really stepped in to help Cody rescue Sasha and hopefully reveal the doctor and Gladys's dirty deeds. However, this appears to have recently taken a bit of a setback. I am hoping the recent turn of events with Cody incarcerated again and Sasha back at Ferncliff are all part of the plan, maybe? Huh. In any case, Sam and Dante have really put themselves on the line to help. They just aren't the type of people to stand by and let folks like Sasha be hurt. We have spoken about Cody's amazing altruism last week and what he has done for Sasha. This storyline also exemplifies the kindness and exemplary humanity of Sam and Dante. They were not going to let Cody go it alone to rescue Sasha. And after realizing Gladys's involvement, they were determined to help bring her and her horrible gambling buddy to justice. When we are faced with a choice this week to stand up for someone or stay silent, let's channel the amazing Samantha and Dante and stand up, people. We will see how this storyline plays out next week, but rest assured, the good citizens of Port Charles will come together to help Sasha, and I am not sure Gladys is going to survive Sonny's wrath on this one. Ooh, yup. All right, number seven. Keep fighting for what you know is right and what you need. Anna and Sonny were commiserating in the chapel at the hospital about folks getting injured when they think the malintent was meant for them. Both express regret and start to wonder if their respective chosen careers have been worth it and all the mayhem that has occurred recently. As they spoke, though, I was thinking, no, Sonny must be who he can be and who he is, right? Back to the Dr. Dyer saying, we must be who we can be. And I think Gary V said it as well. A benevolent mobster is who he is. And Anna, too, she is too smart, and she has too much experience to say goodbye to the world of espionage. Luckily for all of us drama-loving fans, 
they decided after their chat in the hospital chapel, they needed to keep fighting for their families, for the truth, territory in Sonny's case, and for Anna, her good name as well. Even in the face of threats and those who do them harm, these two amazing human beings will keep moving forward and doing the right thing. Whoever is terrorizing Anna will not win. And I got to tell you, that Charlotte, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with her if it's all her. I don't think it is, but we will see. So whether that be Charlotte or some other actor, and Cyrus Renault will not defeat Sonny. He has underestimated Sonny's reach and the power of the community to rally around him. If someone or some event is derailing you, take a breath. Think of your essential goals. Speak with a friend in a chapel, maybe, or a temple, whatever your preference, and keep fighting for what you believe is right and the essentials you need in your life. All right. That's all for this week on everything you need to know in life. You can learn from General Hospital. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. And we're going to do a quick recap. Number one, never beat yourself up with a gratuitous guilt. Never. Most likely, the thing you are feeling guilty about is not your fault. Oh, and stop saying you're sorry too, ladies. Stop it. (laughs) And number two, it's just things, people. Remember that. I remember the Susie Orman saying, people first, then money, then things. And Google the minimalizing books. Pick one and read it. We all could do better. Get rid of half our stuff, right? Or more. (laughs) Number three, emotional and physical abuse is still a serious problem in our society, especially for women. So if you know someone who is suffering or you are suffering, reach out, get help, get on that domestic hotline. 1-800-799-7233, the national hotline. And let's all do better to help people we see who are hurting. Number four, fashion alert, Brooklyn's Pink Blazer, J. Crew. I love it. And you can find similar ones online. We all need a great blazer. Number five, you are allowed to be disappointed when things don't work out. Pissed off and throw things. Get that disappointment out and then get back to what you're doing. Don't let it derail you. Number six, be like Sam and Dante. Do the right thing. Don't sit on the sidelines when someone needs help. And number seven, keep fighting this week. For what you know is right and what you need. All right. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'm always looking for guests for the podcast. If your life has been changed by General Hospital, I'd love to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Don't be catty. Use your big mouth for good. Take care and check us out at C-A-T-T-E-E Girls on Instagram. <laughs>